Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Daniel Luria, Ateret Konim, Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. We are getting closer to the new year. We're getting closer to the Chagim. I'm already hearing that the place is going to be packed and making up for lost time. Mind you, you should all be here and not just coming in for a holiday. But even if you come for a holiday in the Chagim, it's a very special time. Please see our emails, our newsletter. We've got lots of activities during the Sukkot tours, a special Tefillah Chagigit, Simcha Parashoeva, Hakafot in the Old City, going to Kfar Temanim. Lots happening. Please be in touch. Anyway, I wish everyone well. Um, this parasha, you got to sit with your children, your grandchildren. It's just mitzvot. Positive, negative, uh, tons of different ideas galore in this parasha. I mean, everyone loves about the ma'akeh, the kil'ayim, lost property. Mind you, the lost property is a very special one because I'm not sure whether it's only really about lost property. There's a there's an idea behind that, and, and that is that one really has to go to an effort when there is an object or even actually a person. I mean, there are people that also get lost. You know, what do we do? The people are uh, not just lost in the real sense, we are lost ideologically, lost spiritually, and what we have to do in order to uh, to bring them back, just like we're meant to go out of our way when there's a lost property, uh, maybe in some ways also there are people out there that, uh, that need us, uh, that people would uh, need to be brought back in some way. Uh, it could just be loneliness, it could be without uh, Torah, Shabbatot, meals, there are a thousand and one ways how a person could actually be lost. Um, and it's something that can be learned from the idea behind here. We're not allowed, basically, to ignore, you know, whether it be the chamor of our brother, whether it be the heavy load on a donkey, or even a person. Lo yachol lihit alem. We will not be able to just ignore, to forget about it, to pretend that we don't know. We have a conscience, especially Am Yisrael has a very, very deep conscience that we know. We know what it's like when someone is struggling, and that can be in a thousand and one different things. In fact, even for, for an amuta, uh, if you know that there are things that need to be done here, whether it be even getting an extra few meters to, for an apartment, whether it be looking after some yeshiva boys with a dormitory, we're holding on to Yerushalayim with Torah in the heart of Yerushalayim. This is everything about Gula. Gulat Yerushalayim, the redemption of Jerusalem, centers around Torah-loving and living Jews. And if you know that there is whatever pressures that may be, then you cannot lihit alem. It's impossible just to ignore. Anyway, um, there are obviously other things about uh, the importance of uh, fencing and security, uh, security bars, soragim as we know. There's a few things about uh, Yerusha, marriage, lo'aleinu, divorcing, mamzerut, not marrying out. Um, there's actually an interesting idea. Where did I read it once? It was about Egyptians versus Moab and Ammon. And, and the question is, I mean, if you were to ask an everyday person, you know, what about the Egyptians? Could you marry into an Egyptian? Um, you know, we remember what Egypt did to us, but it seems that Moab and Ammon is even more. The, the Torah uses language never in a day, generation after generation. What is it about Ammon and Moab? I mean, we were slaves in Egypt, and yet we don't have the same restrictions like we do on marrying out Moab and Ammon, even though we may not know them today. And I read a nice thought about that in... Um, one of the uh, the Sfarim from Rabbi Haber, um, and he writes that it's all about gratitude. I mean, think about where Moab and Ammon came from. They came from a lot. 
right? We know that they came from Lot. This was the, the two children. They thought no one else was around. I'm not going to go into how it ended up being, but the you know, Me'av, they came uh, ultimately from Lot. You would think that ingrained in their character would be a certain amount of hakaratatov, recognizing the good, having some gratitude to Am Yisrael, to Avraham, to the family, to the Jewish people that came after them. And yet when uh, Bnei Yisrael wanted just to pass through, not even to have water, but later to have water, no, we're not interested, no water, no passing through, no gratitude, no gratitude. This character trait we cannot have under any circumstances within, within Am Yisrael. So it's a, uh, a nice idea, I guess, behind, uh, you know, who we can marry. Uh, today, unfortunately, there's a lot of marrying out throughout the whole world. You know, some countries, it's 40%, 50%, 70%. Uh, it's a, I don't like using the word Holocaust, but it's a, a spiritual destruction of the Jewish people. Uh, this uh, forgetting who we are and marrying out. Um, one has to be very, very, uh, very careful. Um, obviously, in our partial, we've also got Amalek. Um, does anyone know where we got Amalek from? Yeah, well, Amalek, you should know, came from actually um, Eliphaz. Um, Timna, uh, who was a princess, from what we understand, marries Eliphaz. From there comes Amalek, and this is from uh, from Esav. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's a very serious question, you know, What's going on here? Because it seems that, um, and I don't remember exactly where it's written, that our forefathers, that Avraham and Sarah, maybe didn't treat Timna in the best way possible. So she wanted to join Am Yisrael. Um, and she was, for whatever reason, rejected by Avraham. Um, it seems that uh, maybe his rejection was with two hands as opposed to one hand. We know that we're not a, we don't go out to try and bring people into Judaism, but it should be you know, pushing over with one hand and accepting on the other, not totally rejecting altogether. But it seems that that full rejection of Timnah pushed her into the hands of Eliphaz uh, ben, uh, ben Esav, and ultimately comes from there Amalek. Interesting lesson to be learned from that one about uh, you know, pushing away people, how we treat people who do want to convert for the right reasons, of course. Uh, conversion for marriage is always a, a little bit of a question mark, but so long as there's a proper conversion process, it's okay. Uh, what else do we have in the parsha? Um, yes, there's uh, all about in, don't take interest. Don't take interest whatsoever. Um, you're not allowed. In fact, the, the pasuk where it talks about it, 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 it mentions a certain uh, reward that we get. First of all, Lot Tashich, you're not allowed to take interest. The reward so that Hashem, your God, will bless you in all that you do in the land to which you come to possess it. So we've got here that you're not meant to take interest um, and Hashem will bless us if we don't take interest. But then it finishes off and it says, uh, in the land to which you come to possess it. So there's a very interesting question here about what is the, the connection. Uh, maybe we're meant to turn away from, the, uh, from interest, just like we're meant to turn away from exile. And if we turn away from exile and desire Eretz Yisrael, then we'll be blessed. Uh, these are some of the ideas that uh, Reb Moshe Lichtman in his amazing book that everyone should, I recommend everyone to get, Eretz Yisrael in the Parsha, uh, that he talks about. He also brings down the, uh, the Malbim. Um, you know, because usually, and I'm just quoting what he writes here, usually when the Torah mentions taking possession of the land, it says the land which God gives you. Here it mentions nothing about God giving us. Therefore, the Sifri explains that if the Jews have faith in Hashem and come to the land in reward for that, they will possess it instead of merely getting it as a gift. So 
we have to really desire it and come here. And when Hashem sees that we want the gift that He's giving us, then we can possess it properly. So we have to, you know, the connection, I guess, is, you know, you've got to turn away from the interest and be blessed. And you turn away from the exile and come to Israel and be blessed. Uh, at least lots of blessings here. All we have to do is not take interest and come to Eretz Yisrael and you'll all be blessed. Anyway, I wish everyone to be blessed. Uh, the last thing I want to say about the parasha is something that I read and for the life of me, I don't remember who said it. It's not mine, nothing. I'm not bright enough to uh, be able to say something by myself, but I can repeat what I've heard um, about the bird's nest. Now, the bird's nest seems to be one of the simplest mitzvot that you could possibly think about. If you happen to come across a bird's nest, shoo the mother away, and then what do you get? You get long life. I mean, you don't get long life for, you know, hundreds of other very, very, what I would think is, a, I mean, a massive mitzvot. Um, you know, anything from Lashon uh, Hara to Shabbat to the Chagim to the way we treat other people. Mind you, there is another one, of course, honoring the parents. Okay, that's a biggie. Um, but the Tzipor, shooing away the mother bird and you get the honoring the parents. So I once heard that this uh, Tzipor, the nest, Ken Tzipor, is really just an example of what? Of mitzvot that we happen to come across. What do I mean? It's really very easy when you think about it, when you know that... Um, Sukkot is coming, you have to prepare and you do what you have to. We know year by year you build a sukkah, you get a nice love, you get a natural, you buy some gifts for you. We know how to behave. It's all set out for us. The calendar's there. It's in front of us. Shabbat is coming. We know how to behave. It's there. And it's very easy in some way, especially if you're in a religious neighborhood or if you're, you know, the whole family's religious or you've got people around you that are doing the same thing. We all just fall into a certain pattern of doing the right thing. Say, okay, it's, uh, it's there, it's right in front of us. The challenge is not on something like Shabbat or uh, Chagim or anything else, but the challenge is what happens when you happen to come across not just a bird's nest, anything in life. How do we behave when we we don't have the, the foresight, we don't have the calendar, we don't have the, we know what's about to happen. It's suddenly hitting you. Suddenly, someone has fallen in front of you. Suddenly, your friend rings up and needs a favor. Suddenly, just out of the blue, um, you, you come across a, a tragedy. Or just out of the blue, something's happened. How do we behave as people, as Jews, when you happen to come across something which isn't planned, which you don't know is about to come, because it's very easy to shockle and to eat kosher food and to all these things that are laid out in front of us and are planned properly. But what type of Jew, what type of decent human being are you when you happen to come across something in front of your face? That's a challenge. How do we behave when we happen to come across an email, for example, that you see from Daniel Luria from Ateret Konim, and we've suddenly got a little bit of a challenge. Where do I give my tzedakah? What do I think about? Do I think about the, the women and the children and the families and the yeshiva students in and around the old city? How do we behave when we happen to come across something? You know, obviously, I'm stretching it a little bit in relation to how do you behave with regards to a, an email that come across, but the it's still a very interesting idea 
It's a beautiful Pasha. There are tons of different things. I may not have given you anything too deep um, this week, but uh, and most weeks I know that I don't, but uh, there are lots of things worthwhile to sit down by yourself with other people, go through the Pasha, read it once, read it twice, read it in English, with Rashi, without Rashi. Lots of mitzvot. I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. Once again, I remind everyone about the things that are last minute if you want to do something before the uh, the new year. Uh, it's a mamash, uh, we're halfway there nearly. Uh, think about one of the Adopt-A-Family projects. There are small, doable ones. There are bigger projects. We need you involved. To redeem Yerushalayim requires desire, requires passion. And I'm looking for people with both. So, and also some funds don't hurt. I wish everyone well. Shabbat shalom u mevorach mi Yerushalayim ich kodesh.